The anticipation of a vacation is enough to give anyone butterflies, but travel can expose you to another less pleasant feeling in your stomach, and that's motion sickness. How to avoid it from Nathan Diller, consumer travel writer at USA Today. Nathan, what causes it? It's um, caused by a difference between what your inner ear senses and the movement that you see. Um, and it can happen in all kinds of different travel, um, buses, uh planes, trains, and of course, seasickness is a common one. Uh, it's a type of motion sickness. How common is it? It is uh, more common than you might think. Around 30% of travelers experience it, according to one expert that I spoke to. So um, a lot of folks, uh, a lot of folks, unfortunately, have it. And I guess there's a range, right? I mean, you might feel things like what dizziness, maybe some nausea could throw up, I guess, if it gets to that. Yeah, absolutely. They're all common symptoms. Um, and, you know, of course, there there are some risk factors that make uh, certain people more more vulnerable. Um, kids between two and 12 are particularly vulnerable um, to it. Uh, people who have a history of migraines, things like that. Um, women in general are more uh, susceptible to it as well. And then other folks are less likely. People over 50, um, toddlers and infants, they're all uh, less likely to have it. So it does have some individual variables as well. I've never heard that. But it's least common, like in what transportation mode? Like on a plane? Like where are you least likely to get it? Yeah, you know, um, planes definitely less common than uh, some others. Uh, frequently, long bus trips are actually the most common place where oh. it occurs. Um, seasickness gets the, the bad rap, but um, long bus trips are actually um, even more frequent than that. We're speaking with Nathan Diller, consumer travel reporter at USA Today. He's written a piece about motion sickness. All right, so how do we avoid it? What do you recommend? Yeah, so there's some sort of tried and true remedies you can go for. Um, sucking on a ginger candy before you travel uh, may help. Um, there are, of course, some medications that you can turn to uh, before your symptoms set in or after, like Dramamine and Benadryl. Um, you do want to keep in mind that those can cause drowsiness. So if you're the one driving or if you need to you know, navigate your way through a crowded airport, it may not be... Um, you may want to think twice about when you take it or um, or having someone else drive, for instance. Um, but then you can do other things like avoiding screens or reading. Uh, that's, you know, conventional wisdom on road trips that reading in the car can kind of make you uh, feel nauseous. Um, watch the horizon or um, a distant stationary object. Uh, drivers, for instance, you know, experience less car sickness than passengers typically because they're concentrating on what's in front of them. Oh. And um, lastly, the, the place that you're sitting can make a big difference. So if you're sitting in a car or a bus or a train, you want to try to sit towards the front facing the direction of the motion. On a cruise ship, picking a cabin um, in the midship uh, on the lower deck. And if you're on a plane, uh, a seat on the front edge of the wing, those can, can be helpful in terms of... Um, how you feel the motion and, and kind of minimizing the risk of motion sickness. Thanks, Nathan. Nathan Diller, consumer travel writer at USA Today. The CDC, by the way, said kids between ages 2 and 12 are especially vulnerable, as are people who have a history of migraines, vertigo, and vestibular disorders, pregnancy, menstruation, and taking hormone replacement therapy or oral contraceptives have also been identified as potential risk factors.